we're still continuing the topic faith and discipline and and we've been talking about uh, our faith and 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 what God has given us in his word for for that to look like and uh we began the year talking about the disciplines of our faith those things that we do uh, that we should do that we ought to do the things that I think God expects us to do on an everyday kind of basis uh, that we spend time with the master, that we spend time in the word, that we spend time in prayer, that we spend time in, in worship together, that we spend time serving each other, that we spend time telling other people about Jesus. And, and as we do those things every day, God uses those disciplines to, to develop, grow, refine, to make us more like his son Jesus. And then, then we looked at the book of Ecclesiastes, which is just a, a train wreck, to be honest with you. Uh, there's some great truths and some great spiritual stuff there. But quite honestly, Solomon made a, a great big old mess. And this morning as I was praying and getting ready, I was thinking about Ecclesiastes and Solomon's mess. I thought, how many of you would look at your lives and go, I've been there. I've made a mess. See? And so when we look at Ecclesiastes and we see Solomon uh, and the things that he shares and we realize that Solomon played the world. Man, Solomon went after the things of the world. Man, you know, 300 wives, 700 concubines. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm no good with just one wife. I don't know. I, you know, and then I thought, well, then if you got that many uh, wives and, and women in the palaces, how many kids are you raising? Right? I mean, think about it. Anyway, Solomon made a mess. Then we get into Romans, and we spent the last two months in Romans, and now we're finishing it up, and we're really dealing with it more thematically, the idea that God has given us good news. The gospel is good news. Uh, God loved us enough that he has offered and provided for and made a way for us to have salvation and redemption and to have this life that, quite honestly, we don't deserve it. We can't earn it. He just gives it to us. We simply receive, you see. And so Paul, uh, uh, obviously inspiration of God, Paul explains the good news. He explains the faith. He explains what it means to, to be God's people. He explains what it means to, to have received from God this, 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 this walk, this life in Christ that, that, that covers uh, not just the good news, but that it overcomes the bad news, which is the sin, that it overcomes the, the fallen, broken condition of, of the world and mankind, and that we, we are justified. We are, we are justified, and we are given a righteousness by justification. And, and how, how that justification is, is to be set apart. And so all of these thematic topics of Romans are, are really intense. And most theologians, theologians that, that commentaries that I read, you know, talk about the impact and the weight of the book of Romans. So as I was outlining it for these 13 weeks, I was like, that's not enough. So we're going to spend all next year in Romans and probably half the next year in Romans. Because it's just really, there's just so much there. We're in chapter 12. In chapter 12, the first two verses really give us a, a, a sort of a, a we're, we're, we're about to find out the impact of faith, okay? As we make our way through the end of this, we find out what it is that, that God has set up for us in the first part of the book. And then, and then we start to realize, all right, well, well, what does it look like? You know, I heard it. I was listening. I was in, um, I was down in Florida, and I was listening to some 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 preaching while I was having a drive. And I heard this phrase again. I forget where I first heard it, but you know, I told you Solomon made a mess, and and some of us have made a mess. 
You know, God's the only one that can take your mess and give you a message. I love that little quote. God can take your mess and make a message. See, all it requires from us is surrender. All righty. Romans 12, verses 1 through 18. Kind of a long passage, but here we go. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as we have many parts in one body and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. One another, According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith. If service, use it in service. If teaching, in teaching. If, in ex- if exhorting, in exhortation. Giving with generosity. Leading with diligence. Showing mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil. Cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the lead in honoring one another. Do not lack diligence in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be per- I love this passage. Be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints in their needs. Pursue hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes, if possible. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. (laughs) Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for your word. I thank you for this word particularly. Chapter 12 has always been a a favorite for me, but but just so impactful in its instruction and and beyond instruction in, in Paul's own evidence of what you accomplish in the lives of people who present themselves and surrender themselves to the transformation, to to live a transformed life in the Spirit. God, help us to hear you today. Help us to pay attention. Help us to obey in Jesus' name. Amen. It's funny, I this morning as I was praying at, at the last and getting ready this morning, and I thought, all right, how, how do we, I, there's just, I, you know what, I, reading that, if you understand English, I should be able to just quit right now. And you take the message of God and go home with it. <laughs> but I'm a preacher, and so that ain't happening. Okay? And I thought, all right, how do I open this up? All right, so if you look at your life and you see the, the struggles or you see the, the mess or, 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 or there are things in your life that, that you would like to change. And, and I know that many of you are praying for me and my parents and my family and all that sort of thing. And this has been one of those weeks. And so, so I've just been praying all week long. God, all right, prop me up because I'm weak. Prop me up because I'm in- inadequate. Prop me up, God, because I can't do it. God's going, I got you, I got you, I got you. And I'm going, I know I read it over and over and over again. 
And yet sometimes when we're in that, that dark place, right? When we're, we're in that mess or we're in that, that difficult time in our lives, we just want something to change. You know, we just want to move beyond it. And all I could think of this morning, some people appreciate me making contemporary uh, references. How many of you actually, look, I've shared this before, uh, every year there were certain movies that we always watched because they only came on broadcast TV, ABC, CBS, or what's that other one? Oh, NBC. Um, and when they came on, you, you, it, it, they'd advertise it for like a whole week, right? And then you make sure you're sitting down with your snacks before it even came on, right? Uh, Wizard of Oz was one of those for me. How many of you just watched The Wizard of Oz? See, man, just watch it. Just watch. And, and it never got old. Right? And this morning, I was thinking as I was praying at the last minute, oh, this is the vision, y'all, you know. And this, is, this is crazy right here, and I'm going to just go ahead and admit it ahead of time. Remember when they came out of the forest into the poppy fields? We're out of the woods. We're out of the dark. We're out of the night. Right? That's all I could think of this morning, skipping through the poppy fields. And I was like, What? You know, when we face trouble, when we face struggle, when we face trials, when we face heartache, guess what we know about this world? In this world, you will have trouble. Jesus told us that. You will struggle. But none of your struggles surpasses the glory of what it is that God has prepared for you. And it's not a poppy field. See? So I was reading this and I was like, all right, God, what, what is this? This, 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 this? this passage as it deals with the first two verses and the instruction of the first two verses. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God. Now, look back over 11 chapters and say, because God has done this. In view of God's mercies, in view of God's grace, in view of this incredible salvation, this good news, this gospel, in view of what Christ accomplished on the cross, I urge you, or let's go King James, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. That's how I memorized it. I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. And then verse 2, which is so, so clear in what it's saying. Do not be conformed to this age. Huh? King James again. Do not be conformed to this world, to the world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Man. Yeah, I grew up in the 80s. I mean, that's when I went to college and computers. And I've told y'all before, the whole garbage in, garbage out cycle. If you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. So what is it that we're putting into our minds? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God has promised to renew our minds. God has promised to do a work in us. God has promised that by the gospel salvation, the regeneration, the redemption, and the Holy Spirit of God living in us, that he will make us into the image of his son Jesus from one degree of glory to the next. See? Be transformed. We're supposed to be living a transformed life. Not Remember the sin line? Not dancing back and forth in the sin. 
Sorry, that just felt good. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern. Set your mind on things above. Have the mind of Christ with regard to these things. People keep asking me. Uh, I have people all the time say, I'm just waiting for God to to just change this in my life, to to do this work in my life. I'm thinking, what do you think he is? You've been watching too much Cinderella. Ding! No, set your mind on the things above. The renewing of your mind that you may discern what is good and pleasing and perfect will of God. For by the grace given to me, Paul says, I tell everyone among you, don't think more highly of yourself than you should. Instead, think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. See, he goes into talking about what God has poured into you. He goes down down the list of of, of various spiritual uh, gifts and and, and empowering. And and he mentions the prophecy and he mentions service and teaching and exhorting and giving and leading and mercy. And and he mentions all these things. And he says, you know what? There's some people in this room that have been given more mercy to show others than others in the room. I know some of those people. Right? There's some people in here that can give more than others. There's more people. There's some people in here that can teach better than others. See what I mean? There's some people that can lead better than others. There's some people that are just naturally cheerful. Right? So, so what is it that Paul is setting up for us right here? He's saying, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> He's saying that because God has given and done so much. You don't have an excuse. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What do you pour into this incredible computer that God has given you? What is it you fill yourself with? Right? Man, I tell you what. Let's go ahead and ask the obvious question. What do you eat? Right? I mean, think about it. You know, there's certain things I can eat make me feel terrible. So guess what? I avoid those things. Right? So so what is it that you are pouring into your mind that allows God to renew your mind and thus transform you into this body that he's talking about right here? Many parts, one body. Right? I mean, think about it. If, If I put the wrong things in my body, I am poisoning my body. If we as the body of Christ allow the world to pour in the wrong things, we poison the body of Christ. It's how sin affects the body as a whole. Verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil. Don't flirt with evil. I'm telling you. <sighs> Cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the lead in honoring one another. You know, this is not about stepping on somebody to get higher. This is not about raising yourself up for recognition or or some kind of exaltation or power or popularity. This is about being the servant 
Lillian asked me last night. Sorry, I had to mention it. She said, hey, can you just tell me about the John 13 thing and Jesus washing feet? I said, that is the Savior of the world, the one whom by all things were created, kneeling at the feet of fishermen and tax collectors and whatever else around that table and taking off his towel, hinging himself up from his robes, taking his towel in a bowl and washing stinky, nasty feet. Why? Because he was the first servant. And what he's telling us right here is that by the mercies of God, you serve one another. Don't think highly of yourself like, well, I deserve. And you know what you deserve, according to the Bible, is death. Sorry. That's what it says. Take the lead in honoring one another. Do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Zeal. Zealousness. How, how enthusiastically do you pursue your walk with Christ? How enthusiastically do you, do you pursue showing the world that you are a follower of Jesus? Or, or do we do like so much of churchianity and say, oh, a Christian? Yeah, I got my card. See, this, this, is the, this is a hinging passage right here, y'all. I think our lives hinge on what God is telling us through the pen of Paul right here. Okay? Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. What is he saying? He's saying, look, there's no hope in this world, y'all. Where is our hope? It's only in him. Guess what? Everything in this world, I learned this, second law of thermodynamics, it's all falling apart. Okay? There's the escape of heat and energy. It's all going to come to nothing. Right? You're not going to save it. But we rejoice in the hope that God has given us that, that it, there is more and something and better beyond this. Doesn't mean I don't go out there and serve one another and love people and give mercy and encourage and help and, and give it all away to make people's lives see the hope that we have in Christ. Share with the saints in their needs and pursue hospitality. That just means make coffee and put out snacks. Just kidding. And, and we had like five people volunteer last week after I made that announcement. Yeah, and you can fill this out and, and volunteer even more. People would just make coffee for one worship gathering on Sunday. Uh, we'd have plenty of coffee. Sorry, that's just a commercial. Listen to this one. Bless those who persecute you. Be a blessing to the people who treat you badly. Week in, week out, people say things to me that I just prefer they didn't say. <laughs> you know, <laughs> come up and say something. I go, I don't think you just heard yourself, right? People are gonna do that because a lot of people operate out of something you don't understand or know about them. 
And they might say something that offends. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. I had thought about sharing there, but I can't. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, hang out with the humble. You see the person that doesn't get any attention? Go hang out with that person. You see the person that doesn't seem to have any friends? Go hang out with that person. How about better than that? You see the person that... (laughs) Say you run across somebody that doesn't smell real good. Go hang out with the person. Show them God's mercy. Show them God's love. Show them God's hope. See? (laughs) And do not be wise in your own estimation. (sighs) I'm pretty good. Look at all the things. And, and this is this is the church side of this is churchianity side of it. You ready? I've been a part of church since I was seven years old. I've done all this in the church. I've been all these things in the church. Look at me. That's that is one of the things that Jesus condemned from day one. Do not repay anyone evil for evil and give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's lives. What is honorable? That which honors God? Can can, can we take the pop quiz this morning and look back over our week and say, yeah, my actions have honored God. My thoughts have honored God. My choices have honored God. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Here's what I know. <laughs> Some people are not going to live at peace with me. There's not. I mean, I can hug their neck. I'll be honest. All right, here's a confession. Y'all ready? I give one every week, right? Um, I got to the rental car counter Friday night at about 11.45 in Orlando, Florida. It was late. I was tired. I was on my way to a funeral of one of my best friends. Not him his 41 year old son by that I just mentioned keep Tommy and Karen in your prayers the guy was not real nice to me at the rental counter (laughs) confession I wasn't real nice to him either I was tired and he kept asking me questions about stuff I'd done the rental online i got everything i want just give me the keys and let me go live at peace with everyone sometimes i'm not easy to live at peace with y'all can and you'll be in the hallway shortly y'all can ask her what's the point point is that god built this body god made the body of christ And he put us together to work together, to serve together, to be a blessing to the world together. He's made us into one. And it's only in as much as we allow ourselves to be transformed into the image of Christ by the renewing of our mind that the body of Christ works together the way it's supposed to. 
And when we start thinking more highly of ourselves, or when we become selfish, or when we don't do these things that Paul has laid out for us in verses 9 through 14, then, then what happens is, is we start dealing with self and self-centeredness and self-aggrandizement and self-service and selfishness. And it's the very sin of the Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve stood there and said, we want to be our own gods. We were made to be different. And God has given us hope in the gospel. We're supposed to fit together as the body of Christ. And in this transformed life, we're supposed to serve and serve. And then when you're tired of serving, you keep serving. I love this passage. Don't let this one go this week, okay? I love that people mention things that I say. I mean, I know that after this, I'll hear about the Wizard of Oz. I'm pretty sure I'll hear something about the rental car company too. I should have I been on guard though. I mean, you know, it's called Fox Car Rental. Anyway, Paul is telling us right here how to live the transformed life. Here's the question that a lot of people ask me. Well, Bobby, you know, how, how does it look to live my faith, my, my walk, my relationship with God? What does it look like to be a good Christian? It's all right here in 18 verses, y'all. It's all right here. Don't let this one go. Brothers and sisters, in view of what God has done, His mercies, the gospel, the good news, present your bodies, present your being as living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is true worship. When we come as the sacrifice, the living sacrifice, and don't be conformed to what's going on in the world around you, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good and pleasing, what is the perfect will of God. And I see all of Romans kind of hinging on those two verses. God's the one that's done the work, not you. You know, somebody quoted it back to me this week. We don't work for salvation. We work from salvation. Out of what God has done in us. Okay. Do you know Jesus this morning? You know that? You've, you've surrendered and trusted God's forgiveness and the shed blood of Jesus on the cross? Have you begun taking the steps toward that transformation? Surrendering selfishness, surrendering the, the pride and surrendering the want and surrendering all those things and saying, God, help me to want what you want. Help me to be who you called me to be. See, the transformed life. And then as God transforms us, he puts us together in this body so that the world gets the message 
of His mercy and His grace and His love and His hope. And that's how we fit together, folks. That's how it all comes together into one body, one spirit, one baptism. Okay? If you don't know Jesus this morning, we want you to. I say it all the time. I call it churchianity because because we've been very effective in dividing the body of Christ. We've been good at it. I like this and you like that. I prefer this and you prefer that. Right? Maybe you got caught up in some churchianity somewhere. And, and, And churchianity thrives on the desire to be right. I'm right. Come to my side. Let everybody know you're on my team. Now, see, we surrender. We surrender to God being the righteous. You see? Maybe you know Jesus, but you need to start stepping off in the transformed life. Maybe you want to be a part of the gathering. Come on. We're a bunch of broken down folks, I promise. Me being the first. But you can come be a part of what God's doing because God's doing some cool things. We're going to pray and then we're going to sing. You just do what God's telling you to do. Don't li- I don't say don't listen to me because that would be sort of absurd since I spent the last 30 minutes yelling at you. Listen to what God's telling you to do, okay? Let's pray. Father, thank you for today and all that you have already accomplished. Thank you that you want to accomplish so much more. That's why we are encouraged to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. God, help us to step toward you. Help us to walk toward you. God, indeed, help us to run to keep up with you. God, so that we can be the people that you have provided and called us to be. God, I thank you for every person. I know when Nick and I were praying this morning, I said, God, you know every person who's going to be here, you know exactly where they're going to be sitting. So God, we're going to trust you to speak as we sing this song. God, help us to respond. Help us to say yes. In Jesus' name, amen.